We are here to make you money. How do you say that? How do you know that? Five simple words, Mr. Michael. Back up the Brinks truck. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stacks in the pocket, whole squad, fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. Know we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston. Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio is away on assignment this week. Feel better, buddy. But we are talking about the Preakness on the West Coast Gamblers. Horse racing once again for the only gambling show that makes you money, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Now, before we get to our guest, the returning Uncle Milty to help us walk through not only the controversy surrounding horse racing, but also what's going to happen at Pimlico this weekend. Drew, peeking behind the curtain real fast, we were supposed to do a show on the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs this week. No idea, no idea when the playoffs are. No for idea what the whatever is. reason, what the no. hell is going on? I we Tony, I wish I knew. We were all excited. Hey, we're going to preview some NHL. We're going to get a guest on. We're going to talk some odds. We're going to talk some long shots. We're going to talk some. What is going on NHL? Like, what is going on? Are, is it on TV anymore? Is right? it you know like it, what what's I I you know I grew up a diehard Red Wings fan. I moved back to this beautiful state of Michigan. The Red Wings are kind of like the, the the Yankees of hockey. Yeah. I I I I I I think they suck. I wouldn't know because no one talks about them. I don't watch them. What is going on NHL? Get your shit together. Get your shit together. It is sadly, it is one of my favorite sports to watch, but it is clearly a dying entity because there is no one talking about it. Their playoffs, I know one series starts on Saturday. That's my Boston Bruins versus the Washington Capitals. Yet you go and look at a scoreboard, an ESPN, a Fox News, or wherever you get your sporting information, you can't find the starting dates for any other series because they haven't figured out when they're going to start the season because their regular season is still ongoing. Some teams have finished. Some teams have not. There has not been a clear date to kick this whole thing off. Listen, the NBA is rolling with the punches. They've had uh, COVID outbreaks on their teams. They've had teams miss weeks of games, yet they're still going to have a clear end date and a clear start date for their playoff scenario. And that's why we, as a show, will be diving into the NBA next week because we can plan around it. But when you're a sports entity and you expect people to cover you and promote you and do what they can to love your sport, give them some information. Give them a schedule. What do we It's insanity. Anyway, that's all I got to say about the NHL. And that's all we will say. The NHL is shorthanded. No pun intended. I mean, what do you want? Like, we, we're a show. We're trying to do all sports, gamble on all sports. I'm betting NASCAR. Drew's betting golf. We got stuff to throw at you. Give us, throw us a fucking bone, NHL. We're ready to talk about you, and we can't because we don't know what the matchups are. Anyway, we might never talk about the NHL again. Doesn't matter. It's about horse racing today. A little short little Preakness show breaking down the big race on Saturday. I can't wait. Let's jump to it. He's in the waiting room right now. Right after the break, Uncle Milty returns. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or padel, as it's called in North America, 
This is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! All right, listeners, you asked for it, and we had to have the man back. He did such a great job breaking down the Kentucky Derby, so we had him back for the Preakness. It's time to talk horse racing again with our favorite. Welcome back to the show, our senior horse racing correspondent himself, Uncle Milty. Welcome back, sir. I'm glad to be back. I'm pumped to have you because there's a lot to talk about. The yes, Kentucky, there is. The Kentucky Derby happened, and there was a winner, and then it took over the news cycle a week later once again. There is chaos going on. I know Drew's angry because he, he, you know, he could have won money if uh, Bob Baffert didn't juice his horse or whatever. But there's there's potentially a lifetime ban coming for the most famous and most popular, and most successful trainer of all time in horse racing. Bob Baffert and his and his uh, his horse Medina Spirit won the Kentucky Derby. They finished the race first, and then they were tagged with a drug test after the fact, with a steroid which you're, I believe you're allowed to have in your horse, just not at race time. And again, Baffert is defending this, saying he doesn't know how it happened, and he's fighting as much as he can. There will be many lawyers involved. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of takes from a lot of different people. But you yourself, the horse racing aficionado, what's your take on the whole thing? Do you believe Baffert's side? Do you think he should be banned? Do you think they should, I don't know, run the race again? How does it all work out? Well, here's here's the way here's the way it sits right now, and I can only report uh, what what has been transpired, and I can't uh, opinionate about uh, what I feel about the situation because I don't want to run into any legal problems here. But um, <laughs> the state of Kentucky, in the end of 2019, passed the Horse Integrity Act, and the what the reason they did that is they wanted to clean up horse racing, and specifically the trainers who were um, running outside the lines with the way they medicate their horses. Yep. So the drug that uh, Bob's horse Medina Spirit got caught with was called beta-methasone. The limit in Kentucky was five picograms, but they upped it to 10 picograms, and his horse came back at 20 picograms, okay? Can't do that. The day And Bob, the day after, said that he didn't know how this, uh, this beta-methasone, because he said he had never treated this horse with beta-methasone before. He came back the next day, and he, after he had some consultations, I think, with his veterinary. He said that uh, the horse was treated with, a, with a, uh, an ointment for a skin rash on the, his back end. And in that, in that ointment was the drug beta-methasone. And that's how he says the horse came up with that 20 picogram reading on, on, on after the dirt was over. Now, they always do a split sample and... That yep. was the first sample. The split sample was set to, sent to a different testing uh, lab. Right. And if it comes back in the, with the same readings as the original sample at 20 picograms, then he will be disqualified and placed last. And the money, the purse money will be redistributed. Um, so the second place owner, he's already been paid 
six hundred thousand, he will be paid an extra one point two million. And the third place horse, the third place horse will move up and get six hundred thousand. Now I, I I have a couple of questions there, but let me start off with this second sample. It has been a week since we heard about the first sample, and obviously we're recording today. It's a Thursday afternoon. When are we going to get the results of this second sample? Why is it taking so long? It only took a day to get the first sample. I don't understand why they're reporting that it's going to take two to three months to get the second sample. Two to three months? Yeah, two to three months. And they said that's a procedural thing. I'm not sure if it's it's to give him time, you know, to uh, to get his uh, his ducks in line. I'm not really yeah. sure. But this, this is the way it usually happens. It's the second sample takes a lot longer than the first sample that they do at, right after the race is done. So, Milty, we could actually be looking at a situation here where – Medina Spirit is running on Saturday. Now, Baffert has said he's not going uh, in person to, quote-unquote, to be a distraction. What a bold, <laughs> bold, brave, brave man Bob Baffert does not show up on Saturday. But Medina Spirit, potentially, he could, he could win the Preakness, potentially win the Belmont, win the Triple Crown, but then be disqualified later on. Is that, is that, what, I'm, is that what I'm reading? Like, yes, that, that is, that's wow. exactly what will happen. That's exactly what would happen. And even if his horse did go on to win the Triple Crown, you know, he would be disqualified if that second sample came back at the 20 picograms what the first uh, test came back at. That's amazing. So it'd literally be like, let's go back to the summer 98, McGuire, Sosa, before we knew anything, before we knew that their heads were getting three times the size they were 10 years ago. And uh, th- there's a sample coming back at the All-Star break. McGuire and Sammy test positive for roids, but... It's a diluted sample. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna do a second second opinion after the season. So they go and break that home run chase, and then it turns out steroids disqualification is it's just it's such a bizarre thing because obviously we're talking about an animal here, not a human. But can you? I mean, it's unfathomable to think this would happen in sports with a human. Obviously, it's just it, it blows my mind that my my dying spirit can continue to run and compete and potentially be disqualified. None of which is it's his own doing. Obviously, it's an animal, but very, very fascinating stuff here. I'm glad I'm glad you're on board to sort this out with us. Well, I, I, for the horse racing people that are listening, you know, I can go back and, and I'll, I will explain. I'm going to explain this very slow or quickly. Three, two years ago, when Justify won the Triple Crown, he failed a drug test at the Santa Anita Derby. Now, he needed to finish first or second in that race to qualify for the Kentucky Derby. Oh. The results came out a week after, surprisingly, a week after the Kentucky Derby had been run. If he would have been disqualified, he would not even have been able to run in the Kentucky Derby because he would have been disqualified in place last. And so he went on to win the Triple Crown, yet the litigation between the horse that came in second, um, Bolta Oro, owned by Mick Ruiz, he filed claims against it with the uh, California Racing Association, and that took two years to resolve. And the board said that the, the, the limits that were set up that day were not followed correctly or the rules were not followed correctly. And because Bob said that the gypsum weed in the air was the reason that his horse tested positive for the <laughs> item that was uh, that and other horses supposedly that day tested also the same because of the gypsum weed that was in the air. Now, you know, that's, that's a, that's a tall tale to tell, you know, and <laughs> I'm glad that, uh, that his horse went on to win the triple crown, but I would be very leery to, uh, to own a horse that that horse was bred by. Now, now I, I, I want to get to Baffert in a second, but first I want to talk about how if, 
if it comes out that uh, the horse that won the Kentucky Derby this past Saturday will get knocked down, the, the purse money will get distributed amongst the rest of the field, obviously all bets have cashed. Okay, if you won money or lost money on the Kentucky Derby, that's not changing. No, so, it's not. And it, by the way, uh, my uh, my teller friend Francis and I had a pick four with the horse that came in second that was paying twelve hundred and eighty dollars. Oh dear. Oh no. Yeah. But I, I heard I heard you had another friend who benefited from this whole thing. Well, no, my the friend that 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 hit a big ticket was two races before the Kentucky Derby. Two races okay. before the Kentucky Derby. And he hit the superfecta for four hundred and five thousand dollars. <laughs> okay, so Milty, Milty. So we talked about the lottery of horse racing. So he he hit the superfecta for four hundred five thousand dollars. Picked obviously the four horses, uh, correct in order. Now, how much did that one? Now that was a one dollar superfecta. So that 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 ticket cost eight bucks. No, no, no. It, he boxed five numbers. He boxed five numbers. I'm not sure, but the the race came four thirteen nine eleven. It was five to one over forty six to one over five to one, over 36 to one. And I checked today and the pool that day was 512,000. Churchill Downs takes out 20% for uh, for their take. So basically he had the only ticket in the whole United States. He added <laughs> one number and it's the, the $5 um, box is, um, it's like uh, $36, $36. Wow, that's ridiculous. Wow. That's ridiculous. He ended up with 200, he got a check for 289,000 after taxes. Well, well, <laughs> Milty, I'll tell you, after your, after your appearance on the West Coast Gamblers, I had multiple, multiple friends reach out to me directly and say, I've never bet on horse racing in my life. I'm going to do it for the rest of my life three times a year and just spend 8, 10, 12, 15 bucks because the odds of, you know, why play the, why go to 7-Eleven, get a scratch off, we can bet on horses and, and win 400 grand, you know, why do it? So, uh, yeah, no, that's the, the I, I love hearing those stories and, uh, I will continue to, uh, be betting on the, on the super factors, but let's, uh, let's Tony, you said you wanted to speak on Bafford for a sec real quickly. I did before we get to the Preakness cause Bafford don't not only has the winner of the Kentucky Derby racing, he has a second horse as well. I want to get uncle Milty's take on Baffert himself. I know you don't want to be too opinionated on here, but uh, I mean, he is a figurehead, probably the most popular name in all of horse racing. And now he has this allegation against him and he is currently fighting against it. But obviously this will change the history of this man. Should it come down as true as this horse was a little bit on the, on the juice a little bit. I, I want to know your opinion as a horse racing savant. What are you, what are your feelings towards Baffert right now? The problem is, is this, this happened in the biggest race and the most, the, the most watched race that everyone has eyes on. You know, it's, if, if this does come down and the second sample comes back at 20 picograms, yeah, there's going to be, there's going to be a, 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 a stain on his record, even though he's, that's his seventh win. You know, um, some people will look on it and have a different view of him moving forward. Let's just put it that way. Oh boy. What a story. What a story, but let's move on to Baltimore, to Pimlico, to what's happening at the Preakness this coming weekend. I'm excited about it. Let me read through the list before we dive into what your feelings are on. Obviously a different race than the Kentucky Derby. And I do have a question for you on the start. This is a 10 horse race. The post positions are right now. Number one is Ram, a 30 to 1 uh, odds horse. Number two, Keep Me in Mind at 15 to 1. Number three, the Kentucky Derby defending champion for now, Medina Spirit at 9 to 5 odds, the favorite. Number four, 
Crowded Trade is a 10 to 1 horse. The 5 horse is Midnight Bourbon at 5 to 1. 6 is Rombauer at 12 to 1. 7 is France Go Deina 20 to 1. 8 Unbridled Honor at 15 to 1. 9 Risk Taking at 15 to 1. And 10, the second Bob Baffert horse is Concert Tour at 5 to 2. And my first question to you obviously, this is a different race. But if you can tell, you saw the Kentucky Derby. There are only three horses from the Kentucky Derby running in the Preakness. And I don't quite understand. I, even if you look at the podium, the top five horses, only the champion is running in the Kentucky Derby, essential quality. All those other horses are not running in the Preakness. Is this a usual thing that happens, or are we sort of missing a contender field in the Preakness? No, I think what happens is, is there's the owners and the trainers talk to each other after the Kentucky Derby. And first of all, they see how their horse comes out of the race. Right. And then uh, a lot of other trainers want to point their horses because there's after Saturday, there's a three week ban or three week gap till we get to the, uh, the Belmont. And I think a lot of them would like to have that four week rest or five week rest going into the Belmont because it's such a grueling mile and a half race. You know, no, no, the three year olds. This is that's the furthest they'll ever run is the three year old. So I yep. think. You know, you get new shooters in, and also the, the, there are such certain horses that did not make the list because you have in the Kentucky Derby, it all goes by points. They they run pre they run preview races that lead into the Kentucky Derby, and they're points races. If you're not in the top 20 in points, you can't make the der- the race. Well, gotcha. the horses that are maybe 21st, 22nd, 23rd, they skip the because they can't get in. Then they go to they go to the Preakness as an alternative. Gotcha. Gotcha. Drew, you got any questions about the Preakness here? You know, I was just curious, obviously all, all the Bafford, you know, and this will get into your handicap, Melty, but you know, all the Bafford controversy, the fact that he's got two, not one, but actually two of the top favorites here in Medina Spirit and Concert Tour. Now I've read that those horses both are speed horses and by, you know, by strategy, there's no way that Bafford is going to be sending them both out to, you know, kind of set the pace of the lead. Now, was, is that something you agree with? Yes. Um, from- here, okay. here, here's, here's how I see it. Remember before I told you when we talked about it, pace makes the race and you always yep. look to see what's going to happen and you try and map it out in your head. Who are the speed horses? Who are the, who are the tracking horses and who are the horses that come from behind? Concert Tour is the fastest horse among all these people. Even he's faster than than uh, than Medina Spirit. Okay, he's breaking from the outside. He has a good post. You know, if you were in the one hole, it's hard to break and beat all those horses to the first corner from the one hole. But from the outside, you can jump out and clear all the horses and then get down to the rail. Yep. I see Midnight, or I mean, I see um, Bob's other horse, Medina Spirit, tracking maybe in fourth or fifth. Now the horse that got a bad break in the Derby was. Uh, midnight uh, bourbon and they switched jockeys to irad ortiz and i expect him he got bumped at the start i expect him to be a lot forwardly placed like maybe second or third going into the first corner so Mm. i think concert tour has the speed to take them maybe around the corner and then around the next corner until they come into the stretch now he did the same thing in the arkansas derby he had the lead with about maybe 400 yards to go and he gave it up and ended up finishing fourth in the race well Mm. they switched jockeys Joel Rosario was on that horse. He's jumped to the Japanese horse, the seven. Um, I'm a good Ina or whatever the, the name of the horse is, the number seven <laughs> horse. But Mike Smith, you know, is, is uh, taking Bob's amount on, on concert tour. So, I mean, that's the way I see basically it, it shaking out at the start. And then uh, it's basically what's going to happen in the stretch. Now, I know Midnight or I mean, um, Medina Spirit will be coming and I have... I kind of have a feeling that um, 
uh, I like the four quite a lot. I was going to say, because knowing what you taught us on your last appearance about your number theory, and it, it came true in the Kentucky Derby where these horses, where they start together, they finish together. If Medina Spirit's the favorite, if you think Midnight Bourbon's going to perform better than it did in the Kentucky Derby, Crowded Trade sitting there at the four is going to go along for the ride. I like that idea. Well, here's here's the deal. Crowded Trade is trained by Chad Brown. Chad Brown won the uh, Preakness two years ago with a horse called Cloud Competing. And this horse ran off at 12 to 1. Crowded Trade has taken the same path to the Preakness that the other horse did, meaning he raced in the same prep races moving into this race right here. And the owner is Clarevich Stables. He also has the nine risk take. Now, Clarevich Stables are, are the leading, they are the leading trainers, or the leading, excuse me, the leading owners in New York and have been for a long, long time. They, they take their own homebreds and they're a very swift outfit. Chad Brown trains both the four and the nine. Now I like the four five and I'm going to play four five with one, two, three, eight, nine with four five with all in the superfecta. And they, and they do, I believe have 50 cents superfecta. So you don't have to play it for a dollar. So it's a lot less money. So I got the four and five finishing first and third with uh, two Baffert horses and three other horses in the middle. And then all for four. It's probably about a, uh, probably about a $30. No, not that much. Maybe $24. $24. Okie dokie. I like that a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. I like that a lot. Uh, I think um, I wrote down, I know some people like to play the Daily Double. They have a Black Eyed Susans on Friday and the Preakness Double. You know, the three-year-old race for the Phillies, they, same thing as the Oaks and then the Derby Double. They have right. the Black Eyed Susans and the Preakness Double. I'm, I'm going to take the, uh, I'm going to take a shot with the nine adventuring, the, the Sheikh Mohammed, the Dolphin homebred trained by Brad Cox. He's uh he's uh seven or four to one on the morning line and I'm gonna put him over the three four five eight in the second light. So nine over the three four five eight on the uh black eyed Susan Preakness double. I, I love the daily double bet. I was lucky enough to get my first leg of the Oaks. Uh, couldn't couldn't make it home with the second leg, but I'll definitely be making that bet Milty. One thing I read is in eight straight preaknesses, eight straight there's been a double digit uh, there's been a double digit long shot that hits the exact box finishing either first or second uh, of all the double digits here. I'm looking at Rambar at 12 to one. Do you see any double digits trying to sneak into that exact box for the Preakness? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 I would say that the two that I would play, like the one you mentioned Rambar with Flavian Pratt. And um, I still think midnight Bourbon's going to run big. I, I think the five and the six is the two, the two that I would put, you know, in there, you know, Okay. I love it. Six, Tony. I love it. Numbers together, Tony. Numbers together. The last race was eight, nine, eight, seven, nine. This could be four, five, six. I'm with you, my friend. I'm with you. After Derby, Tony texts our group with dangles. He goes, numbers together, just like Milty said. And then I get a text from you. Numbers together. Yeah. I I, I had eight, nine box. I don't know how I missed seven, eight. (laughs) <laughs> and if, if 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 it was not if Baffert was not training the eight, I always would have played eight with all with seven nine and box seven eight and box eight nine. Well, I had a five dollar box on eight nine, but I didn't have an eight seven. But I had my ticket with Francis for twelve hundred and eighty dollars with the seven, so I already had the seven covered if he won the race. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I thank you again, Uncle Milty, for coming on the show. You're teaching us as you're informing us what you're going to be doing this weekend. We'll be tailing you. We'll be going as well. Uh, Drew and I will be giving our picks for the Preakness after the break. But again, thank you, sir, for coming on, and we'll definitely have you back for the Belmont. And if anything comes out with this Baffert story, a lot 
going on in the world of horse racing. But again, thank you for coming on the show, sir. No problem. Uh, thanks, we'll Milty. S- we'll see you again. Okay, thanks a lot. West Coast Gamblers. Ready to up your game and learn more about the thrilling world of sports betting? Introducing Double Down with Breslow, the ultimate podcast about the business of sports gambling. Join me, James Breslow, and a long list of expert guests as we dive into the art and science of the sports betting industry. Evolving regulations, technology enhancements, and the meteoric rise in the number of players makes this sector the fastest growing and most intriguing in the world. Unlock the business secrets from many of the industry's most recognizable C-suite executives, including famous odds makers and influencers every episode of double down with Breslow is packed with insider tips deeply skilled analysis and in-depth discussions don't miss out on the ultimate resource for mastering the business of sports betting listen to double down with Breslow on the evergreen podcast network or wherever you listen to podcasts that's double down with Breslow the business of sports betting podcast well drew i i think that man is two for two he comes on, he spits knowledge, he spits game, he makes it understandable for the general public, and then he gives us bets. He gives us he gives us honest opinions on what he thinks is going to happen in the race, and we'll see how it plays out. But I love that man, Uncle Milty. I think Uncle Milty uh, handicaps horse racing for Nick Saban or Bill Belichick because you know why? He does his job. That's all he does. <laughs> That's he just, what he does. He just shows up. He just shows up. He handicaps. He does his job, and he leaves. Um, now saying that. Now saying that, Uncle Milty. Uh, uh, you know, I am very, very anxious uh, for this race. I was, uh, I was all in on the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. I got all my friends involved, and, yeah. and if I'm not mistaken, um, the picks, you know, uh, <laughs> didn't necessarily come through on the Derby. Now we're not like Milty, of course. We don't have, you know, tickets coming out of our pockets and, and cars <laughs> yeah. and in glove boxes. Seventeen different so, number combinations. Right, yeah. Right. Right. So, so my specific number combinations uh, did not hit in the Derby. But let's just do the math, Tony. There was twenty horses in the Derby. There's 10 at the Belmont. My math says we are twice as likely to win, so let's get to it. Absolutely. That's the way to think about it, and I'm excited to do it. And I was leaning this way before Milta even came on the show, and I'm happy to continue going down this road. Uh, I love the number theory, man. I really, really enjoy the number theory. And I like Medina Spirit, the horse. I like that it's, you know, obviously the favorite it raced really it? well. She's on juice. He's on juice. <laughs> it raced really well in the Kentucky Derby. We don't know if it's juicing or not. That's yet to be determined. But obviously, it's going to be in the mix. And then Midnight Bourbon was a horse that I was really excited about. And with the new jockey, as Uncle Milty talked about, I love Midnight Bourbon in that five slot. So that four slot, Crowded Trade just getting luck of the draw being stuck between the two heavy favorites here. Concert tour take the lead at the beginning. I love Crowded Trade coming up through the middle. I don't know if I'm going to play Crowded Trade to win the whole thing, but my exacta box of the four and the five is the Tony Cavallo back up the Brinks truck bet for the Preakness. Four, five, exacta box, Crowded Trade, Midnight Bourbon, finish however you want. You're going to be in the top two. Take it home. Book it. Dano, let's go. I'm excited for horse racing. What do you have, Shay, for the shark? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see your exacta box, and I'm going to raise you a super effective box. Uh, let's, just, let's just expand the number theory. How about three through six, just straight three through six? Let's exacta box it. That's Medina Spirit, Crowded Table, Midnight Bourbon, and Rombauer. So three, six, super effective box. It's obviously four numbers there. To, to, for, for my exacta box, though, I am going to play. I'm going to play the Medina Spirit. Uh, he just seems like he's the best horse and I'm going to pair him with Ron Bauer as I really like that, that stat Tony, there's been a double digit 
um, a, a double-digit long shot to finish 1-2 in the pregames for eight straight years. Yep. So my exact box is going to be 3-6. That's going to be my backup to bring track, but I'm also going to do 3-6 through six for the Superfecta. And I am going to sprinkle something. Now, again, I don't I don't love these odds, but I, I hit the Oaks winner. I hit the Kentucky yep. Oaks winner straight up. Yep. Same odds as here. Concert, concert Tour, 5-2 from the 10. Now, I'm not pairing him with anybody because, as Milty said, he might, he might get discouraged by not getting a late lead and, and fall back. So I'm not putting him in any exactas yep. or trifectas or anything. However, I am going to put something on him to win outright in case he wants to set the pace and never look back and just take it from post to post. I think he has a chance to go post to post. The one thing I wanted to ask Milty, though, Tony, that I didn't get to ask, it's so weird. How, you know, it's so strange how, how Baffert owns both these horses. And, and, and what's it like? Why would he not tell if Concert Tour and Medina Spirit are neck and neck down the stretch? Why wouldn't he have Concert Tour maybe just pull on the reins a little bit to get Medina Spirit that nose head to, to win the second leg? That's one thing I'm not really I'm not really sure about. Yep. However, I, I, I got to think the jockeys have some competitive juices. Obviously, they get compensated for their position. Yep. So I'm going to sprinkle something on the out right there for Concert Tour, but love the 3-6, exact a box, and I am going to go for the whammy, the three through six, super effective. I love the numbers theory. I love horse racing. I love Uncle Milty. What's not to love? <laughs> He's great. He's great. And I'm excited for Saturday, man. Pimlico, baby. And we're almost there, Drew. We're coming through the home stretch. We're almost at NFL season, dude. I know we've, we're a year-long show right now, but this show has built its bread off of the NFL. And we had the schedule released this past week, and I'm just, it's the juices are flowing. We have shows coming out. NBA-centric over the next few weeks. The Belmont coming. There's some majors in golf coming. We'll be betting all of them. We'll be giving you our takes because we are the only gambling show that makes you money. But that's all for today's show. For Shea for the Shark, for Tony Squares, for the absent but here in spirit, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio. We are the West Coast Gamblers. And as always, thank you for listening. Whole squad pass cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. Know we coming for the bag. Girl, see to the G, West Coast game. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast, fast in the pocket. Whole squad pass cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. Know we coming for the bag. Sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 